no Christian has to be poor if we had to be poor Jesus wouldn't have said I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor what was he preaching to the poor if it's not to correct it then it should be preached to the poor he said I came to preach to the sick and we know when he preached to the sick the God what healed so if he's preaching to the poor then prosperity is part of the gospel it is are you with me it's part of the gospel amen which is able it has an ability I tell people I believe God's word so so much because it has an ability I told you this the other time for by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God it has an ability to he says, I commend you to God to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. God's desire is for you to have his word at work in your life. And he has made this possible by bringing to you his message from our man of God, Pastor Roy King. Keep on shining and reigning forever as you receive God's word for your life today. We've made prayer look like a fight. And so if you don't pray, because the Bible, as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth. So sometimes we think that the travail is, it, you sometimes in the realm of the spirit, and you have physical expressions, it's fine. But not where you think that because I did this in prayer, or I did that in prayer, I pray. You are wrong. It's about the spirit. Are you understanding this? So he says that, he whipped them out of the place. I can imagine this guy was just in his thirties. <laughs> the men there were older. They were grown. I'm sure some had bodyguards and all, but Jesus sacked them out. Let's see what the Bible says. Something very beautiful here. Can we move on? One, two, three, go. And this disciples, uh-huh, and his disciples what? Remembered, uh-huh. The zeal of thine house has eaten me up. Wow. When they saw what Jesus did, the Bible says they remembered. You know, there were people, they had learned the law. They knew what the Bible has said in Psalm. They knew what the Bible has said. He says that, for the zeal of thine house has eaten me up and the reproaches of men have fallen upon me. How could they relate that with what Jesus had done? Sucking the people out of the temple now they remember that he says, the zeal of thine house. I told you yesterday that, yes, it's a prayer topic. We pray, Father, let your zeal cons consume us so that we can work for you. We can work for you. Hmm. If you are here, you pray a prayer that, use me, Lord, use me, Lord, use me, Lord, use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Can you stop praying that prayer? Because he's already called into the commission. He's made all of you ministers of reconciliation. What you need to do is avail yourself and stop telling him to use you because he's always wanted to use you than you wanted him to use you. He's always wanted to. And so, the zeal, the passion, we are praying, Father, let your zeal consume us so that we can work for you. But in context, the zeal of thine house had eaten me up, had to do with the Lord. When he was in heaven, he thought, 
about how I can be everywhere at the same time. He thought about how I can live in man. That zeal brought Jesus to accomplish the work he did. Do you understand? When they saw that, let's read on and see what happened. When they saw that, and then what? Then answered the Jews and said what? Unto him, let's go. What sign show us that thou unto us, uh -huh, seeing that thou doest these things? He says, what are you trying to tell us? Or what are you trying to communicate to us while you do these things? Let's see what happened. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will build it up. Hey! This man, the temple is older than him. Have you forgotten at 8 12 he went there to read? Now he's saying, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll build it up. I'm sure if it was our day, people would insult this man. Don't even tell him he's not the Christ. Amen. So what are you trying to tell us? And he says, destroy this temple, and I'll build it up in three days. Next verse, let's see what he said. Then said the Jews, uh-huh. Forty and six years was this temple in building, and will thou rear it up in three days? You know, sometimes when you are young and then you want to give um, a spiritual advice or something, sometimes the old will think that, "Hey, what are you trying to tell me?" Because some of us, some of us, we are too big to even listen to ourselves. Amen. Are you with me? He says, how would you be able, you know, Job said something in Job chapter 30, 38 downwards. He says that Elihu, the son of Bashel, said that, I have seen the aged speak, and then I realized that wisdom does not dwell there, but there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth him understanding. So Paul told Timothy, let no one despise your youth. That will only be possible with you if you can understand you being his temple and using it rightly. It doesn't matter your age. When you begin to talk, people will see that you are sensible, you are wise. You don't need to be grown, you know, to, you know, be wise. Glory to God. They'll tell you experience is the best teacher. It's not true. Experience is not the best teacher. The best teacher is the Holy Spirit. In fact, experience most often is the last teacher. Because the Holy Spirit spoke to you and you didn't listen. And so, sometimes you might have some people... It, it's, it's, it's only wise when you have an experienced person full of the Holy Ghost advising you and an experienced person who is not full of the Holy Ghost advising you. They'll give you wrong advice, negative advice based on their experience. Amen. It says that we've done this, but let's see what the Bible says. 21, 1, 2, 3, go. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. He spake of the temple of his body. So this was the zeal. This was the zeal that ate him up. The zeal of thine house. What was Jesus looking at? The temple of his body. He says, I'll destroy it and in three days I'll lift it up. I'll raise it up again, a mighty one. And this is what he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
The church is being built. But for Dr. Sesame, he says, the head has finished his part. The body is there. He says, now that is us. Jesus is the head. We are his body. This is the vision he was looking at. That is the reason he came. Listen, Jesus did not come because of the cross. Hello. If you are still living at the level of the cross, get out of there. Do you know the cross never gets anyone born again? Yeah. It's in your Bible. Listen, what did he say? He says that not that he died on the cross, you shall be saved. No. When he died on the cross, he died for the whole world. Didn't Muhammad die? But when he resurrected, he brought newness of life. The power of Christianity lies in the resurrection. We don't serve a dead God. We serve one that is alive. That is where our confidence is. So when Jesus was looking, though he was going to die, why did he say that I'll just destroy it? That was, just, that, that was about his death. But he says, I will destroy and build it up. He was looking at building it up again. And that is you and me. Give the Lord a mighty clap off. You and me. So he's, build, he's building the church. And now he says, I'm going to come for a church without spots and wrinkle or any such thing. A glorious church. Church that is full grown. Mature. Listen, if you are listening to certain messages that are amplifying your flesh, get out of it. Walk out with no apology. It's your spiritual life. Put religion aside. Hello? I made one great decision in my life that has blessed me with regards to ministry. I had to put aside what other people would have thought or will think, or are still thinking. And look at what God has said. He says, a quick work of the Lord doing righteousness. The time is short. There's, there is no time to be sitting somewhere and be listening to junk. Am I helping you? You see, you have to, you have to grow. When you get to heaven, <laughs> you know what the Lord is? It's going to be you and God alone. No? Not you and your friend. Those are when we invite you to come to church. You want to come with a friend before you be okay. On that day, you will be alone. On that day, you will be alone. You will not be with a friend. Alone. Then now the Lord is going to ask. He says, the things that you did in his body. And 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's see something. Let's read from verse... Are you learning something? From verse 1. 1, 2, 3, go. Could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Pause. How? Isn't this sad? The Apostle Paul wants to communicate a message. He says, I cannot speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, as babies. I can imagine how they were feeling when they heard that. Listen, some people are still babies. And it saddens my heart. Just to make that, take that bold step. You know, I had to separate myself from certain people and from certain things to be able to enjoy my walk with God. It was a decision I made. And I didn't care what anyone would think. I didn't care. It's my spiritual life. It's your spiritual life. You've chosen brotherhood over God. Sisterhood over God. 
So he says, I'm going to talk to you as babies. Which shouldn't be so. I was In our month of, of the Spirit, I was teaching the church. I said, the Bible says that every Christian lives in the Spirit. You are not supposed to try to live in the Spirit. When you get born again, you live in the Spirit. Says the Scripture. But then he says, you have to walk in the Spirit. Probably next year I'll deal with that. The type of walks in the Spirit. It's not just every walk you see in English, walk. There are different types. It's all translated walk, but different in the Greek. And they all give different connotations. So if you could understand it, I was teaching them. There is peripatio, there is stoichio, orthopodio, and peripatio. They all mean different things. They all mean different things. And so... We all live in the spirit. Even if you have a Christian going to the club, they live in the spirit. That is what God has done. But not every Christian walks in the spirit. Your walk in the, you see, God walks with everybody, but not everyone walks with God. What did he say? Enoch walked with God and he was not. Not God walked with Enoch and he was not. God is walking with everyone. But when you walk with God, there's going to be a time you'll be not. Some of you understand what I'm saying. God is working with every Christian. Babies, don't, you know, let's go. And that's the level some people just want to enjoy. But you get to a point where you walk with God, a point of responsibility, maturity. There is a life here after to be lived. The abundant life is bringing you to that point where you know that, man, my life is for glory. My life is not just any normal life. The one who is born again is an anointed vessel. The one who is born again is God's own temple. Think about it. I'll talk to you as babies. Uh huh. Let's read verse 2. Can we all go? 1, 2, 3, go. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able. Ah! And it's true. You have people that you can talk to and talk to and talk to in church and they don't grow. Hey! <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> and they don't grow. We will talk, we will preach, preach our hearts out. They are the ones who even like to see the man of God the most. You give them all the advice you can give. Yet, still babies. Let's see what he said. For ye are yet canal, for whereas is among you envying and strife and division, are ye not canal and walk as men? Can you imagine? Are you not canal and walk as men? He likens walking as men to canaling. The Christian must walk as God. How do you walk? Do you walk as a man? <laughs> He likened it to carnality. He says, you walk as men, envy, strive, backbiting. This was what was going on in the Korean church. That was what was going on there. Today, this one has beaten me. This one has done this to me. This one has done this to me in the church. If you are in a church and it's going on, if it's a growing church, we can understand. But up to a certain point, some things must get out of the place. Well, you are still babies. If up to now, because someone didn't smile at you at church, you are bored. You are yet. You are yet. 
Because the, the man of God didn't say hello to you after church. You won't come to church again. You are what? Yes. The usher told you to sit here and then you wanted to sit also and then she or he was a bit hard on you. So you always insisted. No, you have to be here. Because of that, you won't come. You are yet what? I, I hope you are learning. He says, envy, strive. Let's move on and see what he said. Mm-hmm. For while one said, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not yet canal? Are ye not canal? This, this is what is going on in church. I'm for this, I'm for that, I'm for this, I'm for that, I'm for this, I'm for that. He says, you are canal. And let's see what happened. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watered, but God giveth increase. Now, that, now he that planted and watered are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Hmm. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. When Jesus was thinking about the house of God, the zeal that consumed him, he was looking at us together with him. Accomplishing God's perfect will in the earth. That is what was moving Jesus. I want to know the perfect will for God for my life. I want to know the perfect will for God. The perfect will for God for your life is the kingdom. It's only one purpose every Christian has. Every other thing is ambition. I'm telling you. If you are praying to know God's purpose, they are giving you the answer. It's a kingdom. If you're being a doctor, an architect, a lecturer, it's ambition. Self-ambition, that's not God's purpose. What did he tell for? He says, I have called you for this purpose, the heavenly vision. So, now, your ambition comes in. And when your ambition comes in, God grants you grace to probably become that doctor but when he grants you grace, he's looking at you fulfilling his purpose in that office. So you become what you want to become, but never neglect the perfect will of God. Which is be that be, be that footballer, be that musician. I mean Christian musician, amen. That doctor, be a doctor with a difference. That lawyer, but there you fulfill purpose. The Christian has one purpose. I'm praying, you see, and mostly those who are praying, Father, show me your purpose, show me your purpose. Our purpose of what will I read in university? Um, what car should I drive? How can that be purpose? God is bigger than that. The church is coming to that point. Oh, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. The church is coming to place. Even the little ones will come to understand God's purpose. You will see it. Think about it. If I tell you that you are Akufado's building, how would you feel? The building will feel happy to be the president's, you know, building. Amen. I'm sure where he lives is happy because they'll treat it well. You are God's building, not the devil's building. Say, God lives inside of me. Sometimes you may not get it because you, you, you are probably yet canal, so I have to come to terms of man. Think about the one who created the whole universe. You are his building. You are his building. And I told you in this conference, I'm going to talk about the building or the temple of God as the whole church 
and as an individual. They are not the same. We move on. We are still moving on with this. This is actually talking about the whole church, the body of Christ, not a single, the, 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 the individual. Like, okay, there's the body. And there's a, the scripture that says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I've not read it. That'll be for tomorrow. This is the general church. This, I'm not talking about your physical body. Amen. Are you with me? Let's move on. According, uh huh which is given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid a foundation and another builder thereupon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. What Prophet Danton was talking about. It shall be made, say, it will be made manifest. I'm dealing with the body. The body of Christ. Every church, Pentecost, Temple of Caris, Action Chapel, Christ Embassy, Christ Cosmopolitan, Presby, like every church. Every church. We are all part of the body. He says, our works will be made manifest. And what did he say? For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. What sort it is. Hmm. Are you enjoying this? What sort it is. Ask your neighbor, what sort is your work? It talks about essence. Weights. That's what he's dealing with. Weights. And what did he say? If any man's work abide, which he had built thereupon, he shall receive reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. This is dangerous and sweet. He says, when you are tested, the sort of your work will, de- will, de- will determine the reward. And he says that if your, the sort of your work is bent away, you in person, you'll be saved. You'll get to heaven all right. But there will be nothing. There will be no badge. Hello? Let me tell you something. When we get to heaven, and I probably see you and I'm coming. You see how when you get to the military, they have their badges. They've taught them, so they give respect accordingly. That's how it will be in heaven. You see Moses, no one will tell you that is Moses. You will know. You see Pastor Roy, no one will tell you that is Pastor Roy. So you see, but you will know. Amen. He says that, that's what he says, he says that he himself will be saved, yet also by fire, but your works will be burnt. So the abundant life is, is, is bringing you to that point where, hey, my life is for God's word, it's for the kingdom. I don't live the ordinary life. It's a life that overflows. What is God's word saying about his kingdom? How am I supposed to live my life? As the whole church, the temple, the building of God. What am I building? He says we are laborers together with God. We are building. Amen. We are building. Let's move on and see what he One more time. One, two, three, go. Uh-huh. 
You see, he is bringing them to that understanding. Think about this. These were people who were causing and strife and things in the church. And now he says, don't you know that you are the temple of God? This is not referring to the human body. He's referring to the collective church. You are the temple of God. Don't you know? I like God. In fact, I love God. And I love Paul. Because Paul will bring you to an understanding of who you really are. He wouldn't condemn you. He'll bring you to remembrance. Hey, have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? You are the temple of God. Have you forgotten? He says, don't you know that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? So irrespective of all that was going on, they still have the Holy Spirit. But today a preacher man will tell you that when that happens, the Spirit leaves you. But he makes them understand, you still have the Spirit. You are still his temple, even though you have been misbehaving. So he brings them to that point to understand, so that they can now think. This scripture, a lot of evangelists have, they've used this scripture to mean the body. Tomorrow I'll deal with the body. Today I'm dealing with the collective church. I'm almost there. Let's read the next verse. Okay, that's it. If one more time. But he's not talking about your physical. In context, he's dealing with building. In context, he's dealing with false teaching. Where someone said, I belong to Apollos, I belong to Paul. Some people infiltrated the church with the wrong message. He says that, so he said that anyone that defiles the body or the temple of God, the whole church, comes in with the wrong message. Comes in with deception. Him shall God destroy. The word defiled there actually is, 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 is a bit wrong. It's the same word translated for destroy with God. He's talking about the church. Can I give you an example? The Bible says in Acts chapter 19, when Paul was on his way to Damascus, um, chapter 20, 20, 22 there, when he was on his way to Damascus, when he met Jesus, what did he say? He says that, hey, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. He didn't say I'm the church, but Paul was persecuting the church. He understood the body. He says, I am Jesus. Anyone that fights the church, if you are here and you're a Christian and fighting the church, you better stop it. Stop it. Because you don't destroy God's body. He says, for the temple of God holy, which you are. Can you give the Lord a mighty clap? <laughs> say, Father, I thank you, I'm holy. Oh, say it like you mean it. Say, Father, I thank you, I'm holy. I thank you, I'm holy. And I thank you, I'm your temple. Give the Lord a mighty clap up. And a shout of praise. So he's dealing with the hope. When you see someone criticizing the church and talking ill about the church, you see another Christian sitting in there. Thank God for the grace. Also saying some. You can have another planning against another church. They have, they lack revelation. You know why Paul could write like this? Can I tell you why? Because he persecuted the church. When he, when Jesus appeared to Paul, what did he say? He says, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. Paul is the one apostle that made us understand the body of Christ because he was persecuting the church. That's how come he had much understanding. And he said, Jesus is the head. We are the body. He knew because of what he went through. 
that blindness he, went, he had for some days. He knew, Papa. The Bible says, he says, the things I receive, I receive them by revelation. He says, this I received of the Lord. In that day, he took up. He did, was poor there when they were taking the communion. Revelation. He understood the body. If you see a man of God fighting another church, he doesn't understand the body. He doesn't understand the temple. If you see another Christian, they don't understand the temple. Meanwhile, they are holy. They are the temple. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Last scripture. And there we go. Ooh. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Are you learning something? Hello. Verse 14. Are you there? You see, we are going to see another beautiful thing here about the church. The Corinthian church really worried Paul. We have some in our day. Paul, this church was worrying Paul so much. Everything was there, some fornication. When they even had the spiritual gifts, the Bible says that they were fooling with the gifts. Someone will come to church and come and stand there, and like all this while that we've spoken, I was just speaking to us. We've closed. They were just using it anyhow. This church, it's amazing. But Paul always had a way to address the issues with love. God's perfect will. Can we move on? Let's read it. One, two, three, go. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship? Mm-hmm. You see, see he's approaching the matter. Let's move to the next verse. My last scripture, and then we are done. And what concord had Christ with Belial? That's the devil, uh-huh. Or what had, uh-huh, with an infidel, uh-huh. Relax. Verse 16 again. One, two, three, go. And what agreement had the temple of God? You see, now he's... See, did you see how he started? He started. Righteousness with unrighteousness. And he says, what agreement had the temple of God? And here he's also dealing with church. You see what I'm talking about. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, lo Bahias. Huh. I will dwell in them. This is not a dwelling for just you. As we are here, he is in this place. Where two or three are gathered, there he is. I, we have God dwelling in us individually. Here he's dealing with dwelling amongst us. And the Greek word actually means to dwell, to influence positively. This is talking about the influence of the church to the world. God's dwelling in us. I, I want us to use in us because we understand we are one body. And we are dealing with the whole church but the body. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's see what he said. Mm-hmm. I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. God says he will walk in us. The Greek word is emperipatio. It means I walk in and about them. In other words, God walks in. He is the, he is the, um, is it, should I say the stream? The blood, the life stream. 
in the body. He walks in and and the emperor perfume is to walk in and about and to it's a proof walk, not a walk, but a proof walk. So what is the proof that God dwells amongst us? What is the proof? Hello? If by fighting another Christian, is that a proof of God dwelling in us or walking in us? What is the proof? It's a proof walk of God walking in us. So like we are gathered here, he's moving in us. Amen? Let's see what he said. He says that, wherefore, come out from among them. Tell your neighbor, come out from among them. Shout it, come out from among them. That is what we are closing with. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. Uh huh. And touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you and will be a father to you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord. Give the Lord a mighty clap of Hallelujah. Can you be upstanding? He says that come out from amongst them. Come out. How, what, what are you clinging to? I told people, I said that, hey, Prophet Dampton says something. It's like family iniquity. Amen. Family iniquity and personal iniquity. But I tell people, that family iniquity is not supposed to control your life. What the prophet says, he says that that is why you have the abundant life. Do you know that you are called by God for your family? Hello? He says, come out from amongst them. Be separate. But you are here. You still accept the defeat of the family. You still accept the medical reports of the family. Because this family, there's a history of diabetes. There's a history of asthma. But God says, come out from amongst them. Be separate. I will be to you a God. I'll be to you a father. And ye shall be my sons and daughters. Lift your hands towards heaven right now. Thank you for listening. We believe you are being blessed by the captivating truths being revealed by the man of God, Pastor Roy King. We welcome you to join us in worship across our various fellowship grounds. On Tuesdays, we have the Hour of Intimacy from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And on Wednesdays, we have Cell Meeting from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. The locations are Red Top at Wager, Galilee at Ablekuma, Mile 7 at Achimota, University of Ghana Campus, Adenta House and Down at Adenta, Noble House at East Legon, Sunshine Hospital at Airport, ICGC Calvary Temple Park, Junction Mall, Bachuna Total at Spintex, Sakumono and Community 5 at Tema. And for our Sunday Ipoikodomio services, the locations are Red Top at Wager from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. and Okonglo First Floor Hanover Green Institute opposite the Pill Point Pharmacy on the Freetown Avenue from 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Contact our team on 020-099-8099 or 055-592-6251. We are ever ready to help. Come and have an experience with the Spirit of God.